Jeff, you kind of hit the nail on the head where it's, it's super niche. Like, I don't know how many people outside of myself that have their own network attached server. <laughs> I feel yeah. like it's going to be like maybe like one out of every like, I don't know, 500 people, like maybe even less than that. So it's going to be a pretty like small market. But for me, the reason why I have this is first off, it's like the organizing my photos and making sure that I have a redundant backup system. Hey guys, welcome to Product Explained, a show where we talk about products and the company's history and strategy behind them. I'm your first host, Jeff Lee. And I'm your co-host, co-pirate, Mike Alcazarin. Jeff, isn't it amazing that there's so much content, but there's nothing to watch tonight? I like that you said co-pirate. That was a nice little um, insert there. Yeah, billions of dollars spent on media, but I still watch trash TV, which is probably like the lowest production value of all. Today's show, we're talking about Plex, which is an American streaming media service. We got to back up a little bit, Jeff. Like, what's what are we talking about for trash? Like, what's what's on the what's on the trash menu? Like, how trash so do we I don't get? Watch- I don't watch that much TV, but let me see. I love watching game shows. I don't watch them that often anymore. Oh, that's not but trashy. I used to love watching like Deal or No Deal. But no, but it's like yeah. low like low brain power TV. Let me yeah. put it that way. I thought we were talking about like six hundred pound life, because I love six hundred pound life. <laughs> <laughs> or Dr. Pipple Popper. Like it's it's one of those uh, shows, like my wife's watching it, and I'm like, what are you watching? I'm like, oh, yeah, the, yeah, I'm like, yeah. oh, that's for, stupid. And then, sure, then I'm just sure. sitting there like eyes wide open. I'm like, oh, no. Yeah. Like Love is Blind and all the other oh, yeah. things that are on TV. Oh, right yeah. Now. Watch that all day. Cool. Well, I don't watch that all day, actually. I hate that. Please don't ever. <laughs> please stop making that media companies. But Plex is a media server app. What does that even mean? Um, it's basically an app that you can use to store, sort, and stream your personal collection of movies, files, pictures, you name it, from your hard drive. So I want to mention that you have to have some sort of media server, which is like a physical device that you have to have in your house. It's typically like an old computer that you essentially always leave on and you connect it to the internet. Then you install Plex onto the computer. You tell Plex, hey, in the C drive, in this folder, these are the movies, music, TVs, pictures, whatever it is. And then Plex organizes all this into a nice app that you can then access from your smart TV, from your mobile phone, or just a website login. You name it, the device, Plex probably has an app for it, except for the robotic lawnmower. I'm going to keep going back to the robotic lawnmower. Plex <laughs> is not on robotic lawnmowers yet. But you can then watch, view, or listen to any of your media as long as that computer at your house is on. The key here, which is why I said co-pirate, is that Plex only allows you to stream content that you have a digital copy of. So legality is a little bit um, flexible for some folks, I'm sure, on, on Plex for what they're, what they're actually streaming. But it's a super interesting tool to you know, spool up a media service. So I've been using Plex for about a year now. Um, I got a, an, oh, nice. I got an as um, or a network attached server last year, which is essentially a dedicated computer to, to run my files. It's basically a black box that sits on my desk with a bunch of hard drives, and then it stores all the files on, and it's always connected to the internet. I got an as because I'm super like like worried that I'm going to lose all of my data, specifically my photos. I've become a photo historian for my family. Like I have all of our <laughs> digital photos since like. I don't even know. Since our first digital camera in like 1998, whenever that was. So I have it all organized by year and by date and by month. And we can go back and look at it. And I just, I was super afraid of like putting it online to like this super expensive storage site that you have to pay an ungodly amount per year. So I figured I'll rip off the bandaid and just spend a couple hundred dollars 
to buy this server that I can put into my house. And so I hate paying subscriptions and I wanted to get a really good service that I could view all this. And so I decided to go with Plex for those reasons. Plex, Plex lets me access all these files remotely. So from anywhere, and it's really actually kind of handy. So like one of the use cases that I wasn't really expecting was showing these videos or even looking at my pictures remotely. Mm-hmm. So uh, I just celebrated my one year wedding anniversary and my wife and I were, you know, oh, nice. Congrats. Oh, thanks, man. We were out at a hotel like celebrating and we were able to look at our wedding photos and just like all of them in like full, not just like the Facebook ones that are like, condensed and just like the, the 50 personnel. Yeah, Greedy. exactly. Yeah. It was the full ones you could like zoom in and see like the full quality. We could download our wedding video and look at and even just all the other like days that we have around that event, like the rehearsal dinner and all of that stuff. And then we did the same thing again at my parents' house and then our, our in-laws' house is actually bring the photos via Plex, which is really cool. I also have a ton of, I'll just call them home movies that I can view from anywhere, which is really nice. But I... That was a weird hesitation there, I will say. <laughs> what, what kind of home movies are you <laughs> I have not made the home videos. Like, I, I made it sound super weird. Um, but I, I have a set of videos on this Plex server. But I love Plex's interface for media watching. So let's say that you somehow came across a season of something that rhymes with the schmoffice and Plex recognizes the Schmoffis season one, season two, episode one. And it even provides and plays the Schmoffis background song in the background while you're like viewing it on your TV. So like you huh. press the Plex app on your smart TV and it starts playing the Schmoffis like theme song. Um, and then if you go to a different show, like, I don't know, like the sh- <laughs> I'm running out of words that I can rhyme with, sh- but like Sparks and Re- Recreation. <laughs> Schmitz Creek. and <laughs> Yeah, exactly. But it's really nice, but it actually shows you the, it, it downloads art and puts it onto the overlay. So it actually looks like you're looking at like a Netflix type user interface, or you're looking at like a prime video type interface where it's like the season, the episode, the description, even the rating from IMDb, it pulls up, which is super interesting. And then it shows you if you've watched that episode before or not. Mm. So talking through the business model for Plex. So it's a freemium model, which I think is awesome. Like it has so much value for a free app i think what makes it free and paid like where the line is is if you want to stream on mobile so i think it's about five dollars to activate in the freemium model um Mm -hmm. it's basically essentially download the android or ios app and start watching your media server or you can buy a plex pass which is i i bought um which lets you access all these Android and iOS Plex apps as long as you have that subscription but they offer three tiers of that they offer five dollars per month $40 $40 per year or $120 for a lifetime pass, which is a ton of great value. And they Plex usually has a big September sale where they give 20% off of that. So a ton of value to get like this really cool, basically way to organize your photos, videos, music, and watch them from anywhere. So I really enjoy this. Nice. Interesting. Yeah. Let's jump into how this product came to be. And I will say that like Plex seems to be like a niche product for a very like active user base. And I, I, I mentioned that because this is part of how it kind of came to grow. So in 2007, Plex began just as a hobby project by this guy named Elon Feingold. <laughs> he was just creating a media center app for his Mac. <laughs> and so what I love about this is that they're creating something that this person themselves would use like every day, which usually results in like a lot of passion behind products. At that time, which is half of successful companies have to do with timing. Yep. Um, so at that time, Case Oldman and Scott Olachowski, um, who were software executives, had recently sold their previous company to Cisco. And uh, so obviously had some money on hand. 
And they found Feingold on this online forum for uh, XBMC, which is like kind of this protocol or platform. And people were trying to port from XBMC to Mac. And Feingold was like basically vlogging his progress or like (laughs) telling people about his progress. And they found him. Here's some niche people finding some other niche people. And uh, of course, some of those niche people have a lot of money. So they decided to offer support and funding and create a three-man team by 2008, which is a really cool thing. Like, imagine you're like, hey, everyone, here's my little side project. And someone's like, this is great. I want to, like, pump money into it. It's like the dream scenario. Right? It's right? like, nah, fam. Here's a million dollars. Go yeah, go exactly. let your dreams be lead. Quit your job and, yeah, quit your job and work on this full time. So, you know, sometimes hobby projects become really big projects. So they had worked on this thing through 2008 and eventually had forked off some of the code to form Plex and they published it to to GitHub. So in 2009, they had founded the company Plex Incorporated and Ullman was the CEO and Feingold was the CTO. I actually really like this because sometimes like people take the technology from the original creator and they're like, they kick them out. (laughs) Um, But, you know, Feingold was actually given like a real position here, which I thought was really cool. Totally. At that time, Plex had about 130 apps. So YouTube, Hulu, Netflix, et cetera, um, and other Flex apps had been uh, totally downloaded about a million times. Wow. Yeah, which is great. In 2016, they had about 65 employees, so expanded, uh, and, and eventually they expanded to 100 employees in 2019. So that's con- bigger than I thought. All things considered, yeah, all things considered, like smallish company, but obviously it's meant for a smallish niche group of people. And in 2019, they had announced they had ad-supported uh, video on demand. Huh. The other thing I wanted to kind of run through was a lot of the things they they had built over the years. One thing with kind of these like homegrown passion projects that turn into businesses is like you want to continuously be adding to the platform for things that your very vocal group of users are going to be asking for. So they went from from 2016 to 2021. I'll just kind of rattle off the things that they added. They supported DVR. They acquired WatchUp so that they can integrate news. They started to announce live TV. They launched their own news platform. They brought VR to the platform in 2018. They added podcasts. Oh. They integrated web shows. They partnered with Tidal. They announced, obviously, ad-supported content, like I mentioned. They added Watch Together. They added free streaming live TV. They added Spanish language channels. And then more recently, in 2021, they released Plex Arcade. So they've actually done a lot here in this space for adding a bunch of uh, features throughout the years, which probably makes their user group like yourself pretty happy. Totally. I, I would totally love to learn more about their VR platform because that, that seems like a really cool application for like, let's say we want to have a movie night and you could put on the head, headset with your friends and then all watch the same movie like you're in the theater, you know, and like interact with each other. I think that could be kind of cool with the VR. So I, I love that. I didn't realize how many features they had. It's cool to see like the whole list that you have. And here we have yeah. in, in, in our shared Google Doc that we're running the episode from. But we can talk about who Plex is for. So, Jeff, you kind of hit the nail on the head where it's, it's super niche. Like, I don't know how many people outside of myself that have their own network attached server. <laughs> I feel yeah. like it's going to be like maybe like one out of every like, I don't know, 500 people, like maybe even less than that. So it's going to be a pretty like small market. But for me, the reason why I have this is first off, it's like the organizing my photos and making sure that I have a redundant backup system. And Plex gives a really nice, natural, easy to use way for me to access all of these files. And then also for like those, you know, home videos that you might have, um, might have collected over the years, some would say, it's a really nice way to bridge between Netflix and whatever streaming hell that we're we're all in today. I imagine the most folks torrent to to build up these like giant servers, which again, the legality there is is questionable. 
But I, I know that some states have actually made it legal for you to rip DVDs that you own and keep them on your personal hard drive. That's part of the fair use. I don't know what states those are, but I was reading a, a nice, like, I think it was a TechCrunch article or a Tom's Hardware article on this. But then I also came across this, Jeff, it was it's something called publicdomainmovies.net. So it's this whole website hmm. for movies that movies and video content that's reached the expiration of the copyright. And now it's in the public domain. So there was actually a ton oh, of Charlie Chaplin movies <laughs> that were there, which is kind of interesting. And you can actually watch them on this on this movies uh, website. How long does it take? Did you say? Did you say how long it took? No, to I, become public domain? I think it's something like 50 years. I have to actually Google search this copyright domains, like how long it lasts. Like, I don't even know. Huh. Yeah. I think it's like 50 to 100 years. It's somewhere in that time frame. Because I remember like, I think Mickey Mouse, the actual character Mickey Mouse expires every like, you know, whatever that time period is. And it most recently happened like 10 years ago. And Disney had to re-up the copyright and make some sort of Mm. change to Mickey Mouse to do that. I don't even know if they they needed to change it. They basically had to prove the case that it's still their specific IP. So it's, it's interesting. Yeah. So the list of competitors is super short, obviously, but there's a company called Kodai. Uh, there's a company called Mezzo, Media Portal, Servio. I think Kodai and Servio are probably the two main competitors. Did you look into these two when you were looking for media platforms, Mike? Yeah, so I looked into Kodi because my brother-in-law uses it, but mm-hmm. it was too techy and like not automatic enough. And so I think this is going to be a I good see. like segue into our thoughts. But the reason why I like Plex so much is because of how it gives you that like Netflix-like entertainment feel where it mm-hmm. pulls in the IMDb ratings. It pulls in, it does like even the delighter of like pulling in the soundtrack. If you're watching the Schmoffice, the, the office, like, and like trying to pick a episode to watch, it's playing the theme mm-hmm. song like lightly in the background. Or if you're watching the league, you're like the same thing, like the da, 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 like is, is, <laughs> is playing in the background. So yeah. That's really nice like to, to see. So in, in Cody, it was a bit of a disaster. Like, you had to personally download like the metadata. I'm sure it's changed now, but when I was looking at it, it was just like I had a bad taste in my mouth for, for mm. what this looks like. So it's just like a super simple, easy to use like streaming platform if you have a large collection of home movies. Yeah. Why don't you round out your thoughts there? I think you just kind of already started to segue into it. So we'd love to hear the rest of it. Yeah. this I think this is like almost close to a five-star product for me. It's like, wow. it's up there. Yeah. I don't know if it's quite five-star. I'm trying to think of like where I would knock off points from it. Like, yeah, no, it, it's up there. I mean, like even in the site, it gives you streaming metrics for how your server is doing, like in terms of uptime and like like huh. how many like megabits your upload speeds or download like speeds are. You can also like access control. So Actually, like I'm thinking of another use case of when I wanted to share my wedding photos with some of our vendors that wanted to share, you know, mm-hmm. their, like our wedding pictures on their Instagram. I was able to, you know, basically give them a, a shared Plex account and say, hey, you know, here's a folder with all the files, like take, in, mm-hmm. take, what, take what you want from it. So I'm going to call this like a 4.8 because I think it's really hard for me to give a perfect product, but it's damn near close to one <laughs> if, I've ever, wow. if I've ever seen one or used one. Nice. That's yeah, it's super impressive. It, this is hard for me because as somebody that like doesn't have like is like completely removed from this space, it's hard for me to kind of compare. I will say that like from it, from the sounds of it, you are obviously very bought in and I don't really know much about the other products, but I can definitely see a value of adding all of your stuff into one place where I can kind of relate is like the new um, Chromecast experience where it's like one OS that you can plug into any TV and it like consolidates all of your streaming services into one place and with a really nice UI. But it sounds like it does way more than that, which is like other types of media as well. So 
I can definitely see the value there. I'm going to give it like a 4.3. And I think that's like really a shot in the dark, given that I don't know much or have used anything remotely related to a product like Plex. But it sounds like it's definitely doing like one, I, I, li- I, I like that it's founded by people that are building the product for themselves. Two, it's, I, I like that they are healthily launching more and more support over the years. And three, from someone like you, who seems like a power user, it sounds like it's fitting all of your needs. So I think for all those reasons, I'm going to give it a 4.3. I love it. Well, short and sweet this week. Those are our thoughts on Plex. And, you know, we'd love to hear from you, our audience. I think we've had like two out of the past four episodes that we've recorded where fans suggested. So we, we love in- engaging with our, our fan base. So please reach out to us on Instagram and Twitter. You can find us at Products Podcast. That's P-R-O-D-E-X Podcast. Yeah. And in terms of like niche things go, we are hopefully a, a niche podcast that you listen to, but are hoping to not become a niche podcast. So <laughs> like us and subscribe on your favorite podcast platforms. Tell your friends about us. We're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Good Pods, etc. And of course, let us know what products we should review next. We will see you next episode.